This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, this is part two in a series where we're talking about how leaders inside the church can use the law as leverage, using the law as leverage. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about what the Bible has to say about the law not only being used as leverage, but being used as a a schoolmaster is one way it, it talks about it. Yeah, well, I hope people will go to part one because we're following what we just laid down on part one podcast of talking about the law, but ultimately that God uses the uh, law to teach us his holiness and our need for grace and forgiveness. And um, we left off last um, podcast with the, the discovery that God gave the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil to ultimately give us choice. And how choice is fundamental for a relationship, for love. And that if he, if God hadn't given that tree, then Adam and Eve would have never had a choice. And so we actually discovered last week, we talked about how that tree and that choice represents God's love of, uh, you know, allowing them to be in that relationship. That choice was founded on the deeper principle then of faith, because to eat of the tree they knew was death. And yet the biblical story shows us that they hadn't even seen death upon an animal yet. Uh, the animals even ate vegetables. There, there was not carnivores at that time. The scriptures are clear on that. So they didn't even know what death looked like. They obviously had the concept it was ceased to exist. But, you know, so how did they make that decision then of, you know, whether we eat a tree of life or whether we eat a tree of knowledge of good and evil? Uh, God says it's going to kill us, but we don't even know what that looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. So what what, did, what was that look like to you, to Mark, when you think about what did they have to uh, um, draw in, into themselves to make that decision of which tree they're going to going to eat from tree of knowledge, good and evil or tree of life? Well, I think that there's a couple things in play there in, in my mind. I think there must have been a curiosity about this knowledge of good and evil that mixed along with the fact that Satan was tempting them with saying they could have a greater knowledge of something that they didn't know something about. But they really had the choice between whether or not they were going to trust that when God told them that that was something they didn't need to have knowledge about, uh, whether that was true or whether they trusted Satan. Satan said, this is something that is really valuable knowledge for you. Who are you going to trust and whose uh, advice are you going to act on? And at that point, they decided to ignore God's advice and do something that really lacked faith in God. I, I tell you, Mark, when I discovered that in Genesis 3, it was like epoch moment. I thought, oh my gosh, the gospel is right here. Because you hit on it, right? The nail on the head uh, here is that it was trust, faith. They had to have faith in God of his word about what would happen with that tree, or they had to faith in themselves, which made themselves the judge. And and, the, and so they had to faith to faith in the very beginning. That's what the word talks about. Um, in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, And without faith is impossible to please him, please God, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so nothing's changed. Adam and Eve had to have faith in God's goodness, and, and he was their source of right and wrong, spiritual uh, enlightenment, mm -hmm. or they put faith upon themselves. And, and that's the, and faith is the, as we like to talk about, is the keys of the heaven today. Right. Yeah. 
So ultimately, we like to add, point out that or have people think through what's the ultimate purpose of the law? And, and of course, Paul deals with this in Galatians uh, 3.24. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. So there it is. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned that at the top of the podcast that the law is talked about as a schoolmaster. What an odd illustration. Tell us what what's the Bible getting at when it talks about it being a schoolmaster? Yeah, well, the other translation also say sometimes tutor, but the idea is a schoolmaster tutor helps you go from ignorance to understanding knowledge. It helps build up and mature somebody to where they become capable or competent in a particular subject in a particular matter, even a vocation. Uh, and so that the law that is only the discipler, the, the schoolmaster, the, um, by a Hebrew uh, scholar in the past, he talked about, he liked to call it a school bus. It was literally the thing that God used to get us from condemnation to grace, that we go through the law so that we come into grace. So because it's, it's a school bus, so it teaches us the place in our relationship with God through Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, you know, again, so that's what Paul is saying, why the place, the law, the law is, no, is not evil. But the law will bring death. It's good. But how is it good? Because it brings us to Christ. Yeah. And my understanding in the context there with the book of Galatians is that there was a, there's a tension between people trying to go back to the law and Paul saying, you know, Christ is enough. Am I understanding that tension properly? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Christ is the essence is not even, yeah, he's enough. He's the full uh, well, Christ said, I am the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So the law in itself cannot save, only Christ can. He fulfills. Now, you know, it's interesting. We didn't, I didn't get my usual story in because I was going to, I was going to put, now allow you to be highlighted because I shared the first podcast member, Mark, my, how the law convicted me of sin and brought me to Christ. What about you? Was there a time, Mark, in your walk? that the law convicted you to where you are today, uh, that you came to crisis was a real tutor. Well, you know, I think that the time in my life that it was most evident, I, I was uh, coming off a long season of being in church ministry and I, I took on some foster kids. Uh, when I think I was clipping along pretty well in my spiritual walk, I had this season where I was brought to exhaustion on a 24-hour-a-day basis. Just to make a long story short, I thought I was a good person until I was put to the test over and over and over again, and I saw some things come out that I wasn't really happy about. And it just brought it to light again that I, I needed God's grace, and I needed to extend God's grace to other people, sometimes to very difficult people. So we're about out of time for this segment, but when we get back, Let's pick up where we left off and talk a little bit more about how God has uh, used the law to help us understand our need for Christ. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. 
Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, we left off that last segment when we were talking about the fact that put into an extended trial, I began to realize that well, there were some things the law was exposing in my own heart that, quite honestly, uh, some people would have been able to justify away. You, know, you were stressed, you were tired, uh, you know, there was trauma involved. But really, if I were to take my life and compare it to God's word, I would say, well, but there's also some selfishness. <laughs> there's also pride involved. It, it was also very hard to to love, to follow the command to love. There, there were some things that I was falling short of as far as the word of God was concerned. And that really brings us to uh, what it says in Romans. It says Romans 3.20, for by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. And and that's really, that was true of my life. I didn't always see the sin, but when it was brought to the surface, I go, yeah, yeah, that really is some sin that's involved in my life. And that makes it so that I need God's grace and gives me all the more motivation to extend God's grace to other people who also need it and are falling short. Yeah. And Mark, I think what I'd love for you know leaders to get out uh, from this right now is that the law, again, the, what in Romans 3, you just quoted that for the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So in this weird twist, uh, the law convicts us, reveals our sin, makes us feel horrible, but that's what it takes to get us to grace. So ultimately, Mm -hmm. here's God's tool of the law to save us, to lavish his love upon us, to get us right, to get us to look like him. So that's why, again, we've titled all this, you know, is how leaders leverage the law. To help uh, when we're, you know, discipling others, when we're helping others, we have to use the law at times to ultimately help them get to work, to leave the place, the false position they're in, to get to the place of truth, righteousness, you know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And so it's a law that's going to be that, in a sense, that spanking tool at times. It's not fun, (laughs) but it's what we as leaders have to do to get people off, you know, that square base to moving down the road. So tell me a time, David, that that happened in your experience, in your leadership, where where you had to use uh, the law as a tool to help somebody, or maybe it was used in your life to help you get back yeah. on track one way or the other. Uh, give me an example of, of how a leader might be able to utilize that tool. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, boy, it's good. You put me <laughs> on the spot here. I'm trying to <laughs> think through. I mean, it's in my life all the time. Certainly, uh, you know, I think of even the times, I mean, to be practical out there, I, I have to admit, even in my shortcomings uh, in the past, especially, I would speed. I would drive a little fast. Uh, you would Mark, speed? Uh, yes. I oh, would my speed. goodness. Every yeah. four minutes, you're breaking the <laughs> yeah, law. I know. Yeah, that, that police officer you're talking about, he's watching for me. So I've, I've, got, I've gotten some tickets before, and I tell you, every time it stings. But you know what? It would work because I would start thinking about more how fast I was going. I would start slowing down. And uh, and certainly God used that in even the spiritual law for me as ultimately, you know, in my life uh, in the past, you know, there's been times that I've dealt with just frustration and anger and I just get angry about something. And the Bible says, be angry, but it says, do not sit. So we have to learn to surrender that to Jesus. But sometimes my anger, I would, you know, uh, bite at people or, or or really want to get it my way or whatever. And the Lord's had to mature that in my life uh, to, to get his grace as he's loved me to so uh, to love others. So at times when I've been working with other people and 
especially when I've shared with people who are really self-righteous and um, they do, they think that they're a good person. They, you know, they think if they die right now, they're going to go to heaven. What I do, what God's led me to is I just use the lot. So for um, instance, one time I was um, sharing and trying to love on some uh, Jehovah Witnesses. I mean, sweet people. I, you know, I love Jehovah Witnesses and, and Mormons. I mean, just wonderful people out there. But obviously, they're, they're, they don't understand God's full, you know, redemptive grace through Christ. And, um, and so they were quoted to me. I'll, you know, I was using the law, sharing with them uh, everything. And I went to the Ten Commandments and I said, well, you know, have you ever uh, even hated somebody? Because Jesus says, if you hate somebody, you murdered them. And uh, yeah, I did that. And, and and then I said, well, have you ever stolen something? Even in your own life, you ever take something that wasn't yours or not return the right change or whatever? Yeah, I did that. And so, you know, we went through these different laws and 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 they and then all of a sudden they said, well, we're not under that because we're now we we by our belief system, it's going to save us. They believe in this, you know, the belief system ultimately is going to save them. And so I said, I, in their own Bible, I said, well, turn to, you know, Matthew five seventeen, And Jesus said, I tell you, all these things uh, shall not pass away, not any tittle or iota until I have fulfilled all things. So I said, the, has the income? They agreed, no. So I said, the law is still alive today. So if you were to be judged today by the law, where are you going to be in heaven or hell? Uh, because they didn't understand their identity of Christ. And and so they began shaking. Boy, after that, they thought, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. And, they, and then all of a sudden they had to get, well, you know, we, we got to get going here. But I could see that they really were thinking for the first time it was a tutor that made them realize by their own effort in their own religion, they weren't right before God. And the law was starting to do its work. And I've done that many, many times of sharing with people who have false beliefs, false religions uh, about how to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's that's right. Well, uh, and you know, the law is incredible for helping them uh, come to know the fact that they need Christ. Let me just ask a follow-up to that. How did those Jehovah's Witnesses respond to that? Uh, when when they heard that, were they, did, were they able to see their need for for Christ? Well, yeah. So ultimately, like I said, they got nervous, and for the first time, they she said, "I don't know." I mean, she didn't have an answer, and usually they have all these answers. There are formulas in the scripture. I don't know, and, and I and then I offered to pray for them, and they were nervous about that getting prayed for. But I told them I pray for you anyway, and God loves you, and I assured them of God's love and left them. Now I never saw them again, Mark. To be frank with you, but I could tell that they were for the first time maybe questioned some of the things they've been told because they've been told lies. It's not true. You cannot earn yourself uh, you know, a place in heaven. Uh, and so for the first time, they were finally open, their eyes were being opened to the false gospel that they've been told and sold. So, so that's the beginning of change, right, is when we begin to question our false foundations so that we can discover true foundations. Uh, and, that's, and that's why I think you know, Jesus, we see again and again, he, he preached grace to the humbled, but he preached the law to the proud. So ironically, it's, it's the law that really keeps us from legalism. And, and this is what I, I think I hear you yeah. saying, is that the more we understand about the law, the more we realize that our good works are never going to be good enough to mm -hmm. get us right with God. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because legalism always leads to death, but it's God's way ultimately to bring the death to our old man so that we can exchange our life with the new man of Christ. Well, it's about time for us to wrap up. So a couple of things while we're closing up our session today. Um, first thing, if you want to be part of the Global Ambassador Leadership Training, you're going to want to go over to 
uh, spiritofmartyrdom.com. It's at spiritofmartyrdom.com and click on the Global Ambassador tab. And we're glad to get you connected with some people who will help you expand your skills as a leader inside the church. If you want to be part of this program on a regular basis, we'd encourage you to subscribe. And if you want to get a full color uh, newsletter every month about those who are risking much for Jesus, you're going to want to go to a spiritofmartyrdom.com again and sign up for the newsletter. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.